Someone shared with me this past week an old favorite movie of their families. With all this social distancing, they'd pulled it out for another look. The movie they watched was called Ice Age. For those of you who haven't seen it, it is an animated film released in 2002. It's about a time back when the earth was being overrun by glaciers and animals were scurrying to save themselves from an upcoming ice age. I haven't seen it myself, but I did watch a few clips on YouTube. It certainly seemed to be action-packed. I read that a little boy is found alone by a woolly mammoth named Manfred, a sloth named Sid, and a saber-toothed tiger named Diego. These three unlikely companions unite on a common mission to return the baby to his father. As the trio treks through a mountainous terrain of ice and snow carrying the baby, at one point they realize that they're on an erupting volcano. The heat of the lava melts the great glacier bridges atop the ice fields, separating Diego from the others. I told you it was going to be action-packed. Anyway, Isolated on a quickly melting island of ice, Diego jumps to reach the others, but falls short. Dangling from the edge of the ice field, his grip falters and he falls. Manfred, unwilling to let Diego perish, leaps into a chasm after him and tosses the tiger upwards to safety. Diego, realizing the danger involved in the rescue, is moved by Manfred's compassion, courage, and sacrifice. What did you do that, he asks. You could have died trying to save me. Humbly, the ma mammoth responds, that's what you do when you're part of a herd. You look after each other. Amazed by what has happened, Sid musses aloud, I don't know about you guys, but we are one strange herd. One strange herd. Don't you feel like that's a great description of the church sometimes? A mix of people with different personalities, different backgrounds, different ideas sometimes, and ways of doing things. But as the film illustrates is a cute but powerful way, we are a herd who look after each other, even if we might look a little strange at times. And our herd, our community, becomes a place of love, support, and service. We are part of a church community, a herd, if you will. When most people hear the word church, they probably think of a building. Maybe it's a fancy building or a simple one where believers gather. But biblically speaking, a church is much more than a building. In fact, some would say that the church is not a building at all, but is all about the people inside. Actually, the early church had no buildings at least not the sense of what we would consider church buildings today. These first century Christians were often persecuted and as a result, often met in secret, usually in homes. As the influence of Christianity spread, eventually buildings dedicated to worship were established and became what we know today as churches. And as we approach the anniversary of our Heritage United Church and the United Church of Canada, I thought it was fitting to begin by talking about the importance of relationships. Relationships like the kind I have just mentioned. And let's face it, life is really about the relationships we have, isn't it? Those that nurture, provide, protect, and enable us. They are so important in making us into the people we are. 
even if those relationships are with a woolly mammoth, a sloth, and a saber-toothed tiger. In today's Gospel reading, we see the importance of strong relationships. Jesus' disciples were quite a different bunch from any of the prophets or kings who had gone before them. These men were not scholars, nor were they particularly church-going folk. In truth, we know them to be a ragtag bunch of fishermen and a tax collector, an unlikely group called together to be part of the ministry of, his, of this new rabbi named Jesus. They must have made quite the strange herd too, don't you think? To establish their relationship with one another, Jesus took these disciples on a much larger plan than they probably could ever have imagined. Those disciples went on a march from Galilee to Jerusalem and back again. Through most of the villages and towns, wherever he perceived there was a need for healing and restoration. He taught them to be sure, but his words were often very accompanied by his actions. And then he sent them into the world without him. Today's reading is about this great commissioning in which the disciples go into the world and continue Jesus' ministry. But as we heard in our reading, his words ended with an important promise that he would be with them always. And remember, Jesus said, I am with you always to the end of this age. I wonder, for those first followers caught up in the midst of turmoil and chaos, of beginnings and endings, how easy or difficult it might have been for them to embrace these promises. Did they completely trust that he would always be with them? I think we can relate to this given our current circumstances. We get hopeful that things are starting to improve when our health officials report fewer and fewer cases. Yet it is difficult to completely trust these reports, isn't it? Will I finally be able to visit my family in their homes? Will I be able to go to the store again safely? Will I be able to gather with all of you in this sacred space? How much would Jesus' words of promise comfort and sustain them in their new ministry when things got very difficult? How often, when faced with the daunting work of co-laboring for the building of God's vision of peace, would they grab hold of their, labors, of their leader's sure promise? And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. As it happens, even in the midst of their doubt, it does seem that those first followers were able to embrace and take comfort in that promise because we are still talking about this today. Maybe they have embraced this call going back thousands of years to go and make disciples, and it is still happening today. Yes, even as we share the good news of the risen Jesus in our prayers and in our hymns, there is still a strong sense of being called to share this message with others as individuals, but also as a member of a church community. Of course, some, like some of the first followers, may need time to reflect and be, feel renewed before beginning. But others of us, like others among the first disciples, already feel energized and revived by the sustaining presence of the Holy Spirit, breathing forgiveness, comfort and healing, compassion and newness into our weary minds, bodies and souls. 
And for that very reason, some of us will be chomping at the bit to get out into the world to join forces with Jesus. Regardless of where you are at this time, you need to ground yourself in the fact that today, many churches across the world are, like Jesus, with you in spirit. This is what binds us together in relationship, even though we may not never meet. We are still part of the herd. If you can, I suggest you go to YouTube and see churches from around the world joining in song and spirit. These videos are called The Blessing, The Blessing UK, The Blessing Canada, etc. And are so moving and powerful because they remind us that we are not alone. We have our church family, all united by the spirit of Jesus, just as he promised. At this time, many of our fellow Christians join us in celebrating a very important teaching of the church, which is also about an important relationship, and that is the doctrine of the Trinity. It was formulated by church leaders some 1,700 years ago who gathered at the Council of Nicaea as a statement of faith and that attempts to describe the relationship between God as creator, Jesus as the Christ as redeemer, and the Holy Spirit as sustainer. Jesus, of course, had already talked about the Trinity with God as creator, which we are fortunate to experience in the beauty of the world around us. God as Christ seen in human form as Jesus, and God as Holy Spirit, enabling us to share our gifts with the world if we are willing to be open to the sometimes very subtle nudging that the Spirit gives us. Like having a feeling that there is more going on than we are in control of. That feeling that we aren't alone in that moment of panic or fear. A calming, quiet feeling inside you that lets you know you'll be okay because God is with you as Jesus promised long ago. Let me share with you a few words from the Song of Faith, which is the United Church's contribution to our understanding of the Trinity relationship. With the Church through the ages, we speak of God as one and triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We also speak of God as Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, God, Christ, and Spirit, Mother, Friend, and Comforter, source of life, living word, and bond of love, and in other ways that speak faithfully of the one on whom our hearts rely. The fully shared life at the heart of the universe, we witness to holy mystery that is holy love. No matter which language resonates with you, it all suggests that we are called into relationship by God in different ways. On this Trinity Sunday, we hear the psalmist praising God for creation, and then we can reflect on the variety of ways we come to know God through our relationships within creation. From the moment we are born, we are called into relationship. Our first experience of that is within our family, where we learn there is someone out there to answer our cries, to feed and protect us. Soon we grow and we begin to explore the world around us the garden outside the door, the neighborhood beyond our house, the school beyond our street, and the world outside our community. And with each step along the way, we learn about boundaries, about needs and wants, about dreams and schemes, about sharing our spaces. Of course, we do not learn these lessons in isolation. 
Our relationships throughout then grow from the family unit to friends, to teachers, to those with common interests, and even to those who may lead us astray. We begin to learn about the richness of the diversity of creation and our minds are open to new thoughts and ideas that could only have happened because of the variety of relationships that enrich us along the way. But today we talk about the building and nurturing of relationships specifically within our own church community. Whether it was listening to someone in need, doing some shopping for those who shouldn't leave their homes, or simply being available as a source of strength and reassurance. I have done a lot of reflecting upon about my family in the last months with everything being as it is, not being able to get together for family gatherings in each other's homes, hearing about friends whose children are graduating from high school but not being able to have the usual ceremonies that go along with it, and special birthdays that would have normally had a huge celebration for reaching such a milestone. On the other hand, I've just loved watching how creative others have become. A friend shared a picture of a huge 50th birthday banner that was put on her lawn, and then the friends who drove past with their cars all decked out with balloons and gifts to drop on her lawn for her. It was a sort of drive-through party, but she loved it because she knew that her relationship with her family and friends were still strong. The reassurance of strong relationships is so important and it is highlighted in our gospel reading this morning. In a way, our journey each year through the different stories we share gives us the big picture of what Jesus was trying to relate to us and to his original disciples. We have the opportunity, as they did, to learn from Jesus' life and ministry and with the Holy Spirit enabling us to encounter the world with the message of God's love, hope, and mercy in as many creative ways as we can come up with. May it be so. Let us, be, let us pray together. Loving God, being in relationship, being a part of the herd, with all of our differences, with all of our gifts and interests, with all our thoughts, inspirations, and aspirations, you are there to guide us, to support us, to lift us up in those moments where we feel alone, guiding us back to the community that we have. And regardless of whether or not we can gather in the same space, we can find alternate methods of, of reaching out to one another to be that support that each of us need in those days. So be a reminder to us, God, always, that we are a part of the family, that you are with us, and we are never alone. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. If you are interested in contributing to the programming at Heritage United Church, please consider donating via our website. Go to https colon backslash backslash www.heritageunited.ca backslash Give. Thank you for your support.